It's time to breathe easier this allergy season with Breathe Right Nasal Strips. With instant nasal congestion relief for up to 12 hours, you can spend your time on your terms, not on your noses. Stuffy nose from outdoor allergens? No problem. We got you. Allergy season just turned into stripping season. Instant relief from nasal congestion anytime, anywhere. Need more convincing? Click the banner below and get a free sample. Breathe right. Get your strip on. Use as directed. Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one crispy. so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour. Hello and welcome back to The Savvy Psychologist. I'm Dr. Ellen Hendrickson, and every week I'll help you meet life's challenges with evidence-based research, a sympathetic ear, and zero judgment. Are you hypersensitive? Do you take things personally? Do you overreact like a high school chemistry experiment gone horribly wrong? By request from listener Chris from Utah, this week, tackle how to be less sensitive and not take things personally. We all have a soft spot, a tender underbelly of our psyche. But to the hypersensitive among us, a gentle poke can feel more like a thwack from a meat tenderizer. Comments don't slide off like water from a duck's back. Rather, we feel more like a sitting duck. And why we'd want to toughen up seems obvious. Criticism hurts more when we're sensitive or take things personally. But aside from protecting ourselves from pain, not taking things personally pays off in other ways as well. For example, the overly sensitive among us often react to hurtful comments with defensiveness and anger, which leads to relationship conflict and makes it harder to work or live together. Plus, if you're in charge, being hypersensitive can lead to an autocratic, over-controlling leadership style, which stymies your team's morale and, eventually, their performance. So, how can we take things less personally, both to benefit ourselves and others? How can we toughen up without becoming hard-hearted? Well, one way is to deflate the power of the other person in your own head, and we'll talk about how to do that. But another is to work on ourselves, and in part, this is purely pragmatic. We're the only ones we can work on. But let's start with how to challenge the critic, whether it's your boss, your mother-in-law, your nosy neighbor, or someone you love and trust. And in fact, that's the crux of the matter and starts us with tip number one, which is consider the source. Would you be as likely to drink water from a mountain spring as from a puddle under a dumpster? Of course not. But why? Aside from the fact that you are smart, it's because the source matters. And the same thing goes for criticism. Does the critique in question come from someone you like and respect? Does this person know you well? Or is this someone who is known to shoot their mouth off, has all the subtlety of a brick, and has never had a real conversation with you? In short, consider the source, which will help you decide whether to take their feedback to heart or with a grain of salt. Tip number two is give critics another chance, but not unlimited chances. So people say dumb things. People are awkward. Some people have no filter. It's only human to make a mistake and say something critical or insulting. But 
if it happens again and again, it's not a mistake anymore. It's a pattern. So to paraphrase the common quote, critique me once, that's on you. Critique me twice, that's on me. But if you're repeatedly insulted without apology or acknowledgement, it's time to speak up and or limit contact. Three strikes and you're not necessarily out, especially if you still have to work with or be related to them, but it's definitely time to draw some boundaries. It's time to breathe easier this allergy season with Breathe Right Nasal Strips. With instant nasal congestion relief for up to 12 hours, you can spend your time on your terms, not on your noses. Stuffy nose from outdoor allergens? No problem. We got you. Allergy season just turned into stripping season. Instant relief from nasal congestion anytime, anywhere. Need more convincing? Click the banner below and get a free sample. Breathe right. Get your strip on. Use as directed. Spectrum One is a big deal. You get Spectrum Internet with the most reliable internet speeds, free advanced Wi-Fi for enhanced security and privacy, and a free Spectrum Mobile Unlimited line with nationwide 5G included, all while saving big. For the big speed, big reliability, and big savings you want, get Spectrum One. Just $49.99 a month for 12 months. Visit spectrum.com slash big deal for full details. Offer subject to change. Valid for qualified residential customers only. Service not available in all areas. Restrictions apply. Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one crispy. so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour. Okay, so next, let's work on you and why you may take things personally. This can be hard. It can be hard even to imagine a critique that's not personal if you're used to seeing the world through a hypersensitive filter. And that brings us to tip number three. Note the double-edged sword of they shouldn't say that. So individuals hypersensitive to criticism often have a strict moral code. Their values run deep. And that's a good thing. But this is one of the few places where strong values can have a downside. How dare they say that? That's wrong. She can't say that. That's not how things should be. All these statements may be true, but whatever hurt you, it was said. And the fact that the critic shouldn't or can't is moot. It's as if a dog just deposited a steaming bundle right next to your please curb your dog sign. It shouldn't have happened, but you have to deal with it nonetheless. And getting unfair or unwarranted criticism is similar. Even if it shouldn't be there, you still have to deal with it. So feeling indignant and offended may be warranted, but it's not helpful. So remember that even if you walk the line and follow the rules, you can't control whether others break them. So rage against the unfairness of it all, but then, crucially, move on to the next thing. Which may be tip number four, challenge your perfectionism. There is a straight line between hypersensitivity and perfectionism. And many of us who take things personally also work really hard to be blameless, flawless, or good enough precisely so no one will criticize us. When we get negative feedback, it blows away all we've worked so hard for. So we can reframe this in a few ways. One is to fold it into our perfectionism. Get better at receiving criticism. Aim higher when it comes to dealing with feedback. Be a high achiever at facing the haters. 
Now, another more challenging way is to accept the cracks and the warts. It's really hard for perfectionists to loosen their grip. It feels dangerous, as if we're at risk of falling into a deep, dark well of failure. And slowly realizing that you are enough just as you are takes time and work, but simply acknowledging the buttons can be a powerful first step. If you were bullied in the past, you may be hypersensitive to comments that remind you of being thrown against your middle school locker. If you were pigeonholed by your parents as being the dumb one, the crazy one, or the problem child, you may have worked your butt off to prove that you're anything but. Any critique that brings forth old hurts cuts extra deep. But just being aware that something is a hot button issue for you is the first step to owning it and eventually healing it. Tip number five is be honest with yourself when playing out scenes in your head. Now, we've all experienced getting bullied or criticized and then coming up with a good zinger in our heads hours later. We replay the scene, spinning out what we wish had happened instead of what actually went down. Now, replaying scenes in your head is a two-sided coin. In some cases, it can be extremely helpful. If you replay the scene and imagine getting what you needed in the moment, feeling empowered, soothed, or safe, it can be a really helpful tool. In fact, when done with a qualified therapist, this is called imagery rescripting, and it's a cutting-edge tool in treating trauma survivors. But if you just play the lowlights and wallow in the hurt again and again, you're not doing yourself any favors. And the worst is playing out ruminative revenge fantasies. At that point, reimagining crosses the line from empowering to egotistical. In fact, a study out of Louisiana State University found a link between how frequently people reimagined interactions and covert narcissism, the version of narcissism associated with low self-esteem rather than the I am the greatest grandiosity. Covert narcissism is the unenviable mix of being vulnerable and self-absorbed at the same time. And the researchers found that frequently imagining scenes that were discrepant with reality, fantasizing about humiliating the ex you never see anymore, or imagining dressing down your boss and staging a power grab was tied to covert narcissism. Turns out covert narcissists envision conflict more often than non-narcissists. And in addition, imagine themselves dominating the interaction and controlling the relationship. So be aware when you replay those scenes in your head. If you're doing it to soothe and empower yourself, carry on. But if you're doing it to dominate your imagined enemy, consider trying out a healthier coping strategy instead. And finally, tip number six, toe the line between taking things personally and being personally invested. So to wrap things up, we'll do something a little surprising. We'll defend taking things personally. Now, taking things personally usually brings to mind images of silent fuming or long sessions with a well-worn stress ball, but there is something to be said for taking things to heart. For example, the opposite of taking things personally is to depersonalize them. But when you depersonalize an action or a role, it quickly loses its value. Taking your job personally means being invested, while depersonalizing it means only showing up for the paycheck. Taking a passion personally means being engaged, while detaching guarantees lackluster results at best. To take this even further, with your fellow humans, 
Taking things personally means engaging with others at your best. Not taking things personally, at worst, leads to dehumanization and moral disengagement, convincing yourself that ethical standards and other people don't matter. So in the very best sense, take things personally. Find the difference between being hypersensitive versus caring deeply. All in all, take your work and your relationships extremely personally. After all, this messy, imperfect, but glorious life of yours belongs to you and you alone. Thanks so much for making The Savvy Psychologist a part of your life. Never miss an episode when you sign up for the newsletter at quickanddirtytips.com newsletters or subscribe on Apple Podcasts or Stitcher. You can like on Facebook, follow the show on Twitter at QDT Savvy Psych, or follow me at Ellen Hendrickson. And you can also check out ellenhendrickson.com for free resources to beat social anxiety. Some new goodies have gone up since last week. So for instance, you can find out which of the four types of social anxiety you'll conquer at ellenhendrickson.com. As always, The Savvy Psychologist is strictly for informational purposes and doesn't substitute for mental health care from a licensed professional. Have a wonderful week. I'll see you all next Friday for a happier, healthier mind. It's time to breathe easier this allergy season with Breathe Right Nasal Strips. With instant nasal congestion relief for up to 12 hours, you can spend your time on your terms, not on your noses. Stuffy nose from outdoor allergens? No problem. We got you. Allergy season just turned into stripping season. Instant relief from nasal congestion anytime, anywhere. Need more convincing? Click the banner below and get a free sample. Breathe right. Get your strip on. Use as directed. Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one crispy. so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour.